0: Welcome to the Lucid Body House podcast. This is Faye Simpson, your host, here in London. I'm excited to be live with Gabrielle Moletta, who is, I've known Gabrielle for 22 years. We met when I was, had a Fox Foundation fellowship at the Globe Theater under Mark Rylance. And there, lo and behold, I met this wonderful dancer, movement, theater person, and we bonded and have been together ever since. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to quickly read Gabrielle's uh, bio. She's a movement artist, acting coach, and director of company Gabrielle Moletta. Among recent projects are Blood Rights from BBC, Shakespeare Within the Abbey at the Globe Theatre, The Ephemeral Life of an Octopus and Dingo with Leah Tirabasso, and her own work, Hawk, she gives guest movement workshops nationally, including RSC, Shakespeare's Globe. Internationally, she's been in Greece, Australia, USA, Austria, and has ongoing collaborations with Faye Simpson, mm-hmm. who she is sitting next to as we speak, <laughs> and the Lucid Body in New York. In 2005, here, we're, we're here today to talk about Gabrielle's work, which is very, she's the master of a very unusual process. Gabrielle was chosen by Catherine Clouseau to become her apprentice in the body of work known as Transformation and Imaginative Improvisation. As UK's sole inheritor of Catherine's unique process, Gabrielle continues its direct lineage passed on from teacher to assistant through Clouseau and John Blatchley to Michel Saint Denis and Jacques Coupeau. Right. So wow. welcome. Thank you. done,
1: Thank What a what an introduction! It's um, <laughs> wonderful as ever to be with you, spend time with you, and to be talking a bit about
0: the stuff I do today with you. Thank I'm you. fascinated by it. I've watched you for a long time. I mean, we've worked together. We're going to talk about that project in a minute. But first, can you? What is transformation and imagination? And is it the the work that, is animal work that you do part of that? Yeah, <clears throat> indeed. The animal work that seems to be
1: really the most exciting process for me, um, it sits within this body of work that has been actor training work for a very long time. And when I studied it at, at drama school, it was called Transformation and Imaginative Improvisation. And that was the, the the kind of chunk of work within which the animal work um,
0: sat and sits or oh, was it so it was always animal, or was the animal part of a larger body at that that was it absolutely The animal work part
1: of this bigger body of I think something that was probably called silent acting once upon a time where the where the body was uh, you know earning the right to speak as. Michel Saint-Denis says, um, with the animal being the focus at some point, a, a specific focus for the actor to give over to in order to um, bring other parts of themselves to the fore and eventually
0: find character for theatre. Wow. And you got that, I know you, you started, you grew up in Australia and yeah. then... Became a dancer. Yeah. And then what, what happened? How did you get to this work? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's like, like <laughs> if I had a globe, a map of the globe, we'd watch like <laughs> five countries. <laughs> so I did. I grew up in Perth. My family moved
1: there when we were small. So I was born here. But um, grew up there, danced, left uh, in my late teens, moved to Paris to train as a dancer because I'd been dancing, uh, worked as a dancer Had injuries, moved from there um to Vienna, where I trained in a Bewegungstheater Schule, a kind of physical theatre school, which should have been less intense for the body than dance, but but wasn't. Uh, And from there, knew I needed to train to be an actor. I had been working, I suppose, in this other training. Which was physical, uh, but text happened, you know, and I, oh, it's like a light bulb. So I moved to London, where I had never really lived, and eventually got into drama school, you know. So I trained as a, in my mid late 20s, in acting in London, and there was trained by Catherine Clouseau
0: in this work. Wow. It reminds me of, uh... When silent films went into talkies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Found the voice. Yeah. Yeah. The voice, it's like a, oh. And then there's there's the vocal and the breath. Yeah. Uh, Because we share this path as a dancer that then moved into theater. Absolutely. It's a very particular path. Yeah. And uh, Lucid Body's path is based on that. How do you go from a, a deep knowledge of the body into then having vocal text come from that body of knowledge yeah Yeah. it's true and it's why we've worked so well together
1: i think as our paths have developed um it's not the same work yours and mine but specific i remember
0: when we met it was just we spoke the same language right away right away yeah and the lucid body just seemed like oh yeah of course yeah it made
1: sense to you yeah because it's the inner you're finding the inner truth, and in the work in the animal, you're looking at the subject is the animal, um, but you're not trying to be the animal. I mean, you sort of are, but you're not. You're you're looking at it in order for it to change you, inform you. Let's let something of you emerge because of it. You know, oh, that's great. You're going well, that towards, was my
0: next question. So keep talking. Your process as you, I know you train at Rada and um, many many places. Yeah. Um, And then you devise, your company's devising work based on this. So can you just, in as much detail as you can, I know it's very complex, but like you're not trying to be the animal, you're trying to let the animal inform a part of you. It's beautiful. Talk a little uh, more about that. I know they go to the zoo, they watch the animal. When I trained,
1: um, we focused on two animals, uh, and when I took on this body of work, it wasn't in order to teach it, it was in order to work in theatre with it, bring it into the world of theatre, because Katrine had really principally taught it. Um, But I ended up teaching it because it's a wonderful tool for the actor, a really physical way in Mm -hmm. to find the truth. and so I have really taught it for nearly 20 years in different places. And mm-hmm. the process before the animal is a whole body of work, imaginative improvisation, which is bringing the imagined world into the room. So, you know, very simple exercises. And that naturally leads to the animal. Can you, when, you give me an example? Like, so, so, yeah. So, you know, simple work of re-imagine, remembering an activity you might do at home. Mm -hmm. in the room Uh, not mine but bringing it again into the room so if I'm uh, brushing my hair (laughs) I am remembering that brush I'm holding you know where I'm sat I'm doing the exercise not for the exercise's sake but in order to have something of the life of that Mm. Uh, you would watch and if I were really involved in it you'd know if it's the morning probably and you might have a sense of of whether other people are in the room, or whether I'm on my own, where the mirror might be, or whether I'm sat on my bed,
0: just because I'm in it, in the moment. We talk about, in Lucid Body, we talk about the body is a river of memories. Yeah. And it's like our sensory, nuanced awareness of those memories is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to allow that, wisdom of that memory and that's what it's that that's is what how I'm it is. connecting to what Absolute, you're saying and that is yeah. absolutely it but with the framework of a particular moment right you don't have any
1: clutter around you but that so it allows that really strong frame if you like of that moment allows for all of those senses to be in there so with the you.
0: inner the inner microphone is increased mm-hmm. right lovely the inner lovely. body is the yeah it's why we it's why we get each other (laughs) but I I really want a little more so okay so you've done some imaginative work and now you start the animal work and you choose an animal you choose I choose yeah
1: I work over a long period of time I really only now teach this I teach this on the MA theatre lab at at RADA because I can have a a big enough chunk of time for it to not just be surface Mm -hmm. obviously. Um I have worked with those actors for a term already on, you know, sensory work, imaginative work, maybe some larban, And so I have a sense of, of them. I'm not going in cold. Uh, mm-hmm. And I choose a first possible suggestion
0: for them, an animal that they can look at in the real,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: just on footage. Uh, I know just yeah. yesterday she went to the zoo to make sure that the animals <laughs> she were was assigning were there. Yeah. I thought that's... That's a part of your job, going to the zoo, checking out who's there, so that they can then watch. They can watch, and they spend time actively observing.
1: So it's the active observation, which is a whole big bit of language that Katrine Mm -hmm. used to use with us. So the mind will wander. You'll think about lunch or other people around, but then the mind actively comes back to observing. Mm -hmm. What's it doing? And it's always doing something. So the heron, completely still, if I'm looking at it something is happening it's alive its inner is ticking like anything mm-hmm. then there's the wind on its feathers it's not doing that but that's something that happens then the foot maybe lifts the the, the toe things you know <laughs> spread and it goes down and that's a different thing that's a different tempo then maybe it suddenly beak goes into feathers that's something else and then it's that there's so much going on yeah. there's a whole life there wow so it's they're observing uh. To bring that into the room, to and bring then, that
0: imagined and memory into the room, then they come and they be what they saw. They, they give them what it. they saw—the yeah. rhythm, the detail, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. thinking of what the intention is yeah. to scratch or yeah. to. It's all eat about or the or doing. The yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The doing. It, it, uh, and and the more I've gone on
1: with this work, the more I've understood that it's. You know, you're not. Looking at the animal and thinking, oh, that's a bit like that human. It's, it's nothing to do with the human. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different being completely. And and that's the gift. Because it's not human, I can't be it. I can never be a heron. I, I'm, I'm, I'm me, you know. It's a stupid idea to think I can be a heron. But I can give over to it. And if I let myself give over, it will take me over somehow. And... Whether I'm standing on two legs, I probably am for a heron, but in my tiger, whether I feel I have to be on all fours or whether I'm stood, because that gives me the sense of the size of it, it's not copying, it's giving into what it makes me need
0: to do in the room. So the actor that, that is doing this, mm. I'm just relating it to my work, yes. it, it has to surrender out of any habitual... Sense of where their weight is and how they yeah. breathe, and so that surrendering mm-hmm. is what I would call surrendering to the given circumstances of your character, yeah, because let's face it, you will never be Hamlet no. right Hamlet is a it's on the page, and you are a human body, so your human body has to surrender to the given circumstances beautiful of that yeah. character without with the body you have absolutely right? and that's what's so exciting they never be the animal but yeah. they're going to they can transform into
1: the essence if this is it you're looking for the essence what is the essence it's so impossible to say but you're looking for the essence and and you can only do that by giving over again and again and again and again to it and somehow it creeps in and you've got to do to start with you've got to try and do things with the wings and the beak and things and that's all part of it but at some point you don't have to do it anymore i mean you are but you're not thinking about it because it's 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 a mas- it's a form of mask. You step into it. It mm. takes you, and you're and kind you just of, go with it. Yeah, and the sounds, and
0: you travel. Oh, and the, God, It gets it bigger and bigger great. and yeah. bigger. I just it just I'm sighing because <laughs> I I know when an actor just surrenders to the character, so they're no longer trying to like in the chakra work if someone's working their chakras at the point where they're actually running a show they're not it's not they've haven't surrendered to it that's right which is I'm surrendering to the given circumstances to the intention now I'm just it and I'm allowing the impulses to come from that which is which I've already become
1: it's that and because you have become that in the world the given circumstances of the play in the animal and this is the, this is the first stage of it working in the animal is the first stage to character but because you've given over to that heron at the edge of the water and then jumping onto a rock you know exactly where you are so you're in the world you're not the heron in in a green screen mm. i mean a blank space or whatever mm. uh, so you bring all that with you and i can Know when the wind is blowing my feathers. I don't have to show that it's happening.
0: Right, right. Uh, You're not indicating. No, no. Yeah. So this is leads me into uh, talking about the piece that we started together. We workshopped. Um, hmm. Gabrielle got a grant from the Arts Council England.
1: Allowed me to work with you, Fay, which was amazing. Two thousand and nine, wasn't 2009. it? Two thousand nine. In Margate, running that Theatre Royal, and you could come and four actors. Three actors. I worked as an actor. You worked actor as an actor. I was director. director.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we went with a story because making work then is the next stage. And I go with normally a story that has, or several stories that have inspired. And I don't work on that story, often because I haven't got the rights for it. Right. But it pulls... Images from that. Yes. So, it, the story that was inspired was... Well, it was that a, Paul Gallico, The Snow, goofs, snow do you Goose. The Snow Goose. It was a child's book, yes. And another one, Malouf, The Imaginary Life, which reimagined Ovid in the desert. So we smashed some of these images of these stories together. Mm-hmm. And there were clear animals that we needed. I needed.
0: So they. So you cast the, the four of you as animals. Yeah. So how the piece briefly how it went was that we worked with the animal in this very precise animal work that Gabrielle does and then they morphed into human beings yep. and the human beings went about with this story. It yes. was called the outs our piece was called the outsiders. Yep. And in times of you lucid body listeners know, in times of shadow in a climactic time they would re regress back to the back yeah. to the animal. Yeah. So you suddenly have the boar, the wild boar. I think we
1: had a wild boar. Yeah. I forget often which animals we use in the end, even though it's so integral. Because, but no, yeah. the
0: the boar, so it went back in, or the horse, or the goose, yeah. or, or somebody needed to escape. They became the horse. Yeah, the horse they ran. ran off. Uh, yes, yeah, so that morphing from the animal and the audience watching these animals morph into people with a very similar, you know, rhythm and trait, and then have dialogue and have this story. The outsider. There was, you know, one character was left on the outside, yeah. and, and then more going back and forth into animal when they were, when the persona couldn't hold. It. Yeah, yeah. I loved working yeah. on that piece, and it did not go further than that workshop. Uh, we got to run
1: at the. We had a little outing in Folkestone, uh, and then yeah, and then
0: as with so many of these wonderful pieces, yes. The, the, the next stage It has yet to find a, a new mm. home. Mm. But wow, what an opportunity. So then, uh, two years ago, when did I see Hawk? Um, it was before the pandemic. So
1: feels everything feels... Yeah. It's, we have to add a year or two, don't we? Yeah. I think it was 2018. I was back in London
0: and uh, Gabrielle's company did Hawk. And it was thrilling, beautiful, so nuanced, specific... Animal work. Do you want to talk about oh. your process with that? I just loved it. Thank you. Yeah, that was knowing I needed to make that came
1: from, you know, just knowing if I didn't, I'd die, I think. Yeah, and it, again, it was a book I couldn't mm-hmm. leave alone, and the knowledge then I needed to work with actors in hawks. What was jo- the book called? It was called H is for Hawk. Uh, really. By Helen MacDonald, mm-hmm. extraordinary story, um, where she trains a goshawk and um again i you know i didn't couldn't retell that story but it was the relationship between the trainer and the wild thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: that i couldn't let go mm-hmm. and so for uh, i mean maybe on and off for a year i mean off more than on but i would bring these four actors whom i trained together to work in hawk and that's what we did again and again in the animal in the animal in the animal and then little Moments in human, where the human might be taking a bath. You know, the hawk cleans itself, but the human is not trying to be a hawk. It's fully human, mm-hmm. so it's having a bath. Or a, and a scene would develop. Um, the 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 trainer and the hawk. I mean, amazing
0: relationships yes. to be had between. I remember that so clearly. Being held, and the, the to ankle. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, held that ankle strap. Mm. So, so then text
1: comes, so the scenes kind of grow and then the text generally comes from the actor. Comes from the actor, in the improvised yeah. action. And then I worked with a writer, uh, an actor, she's an amazing actor, Polly uh, Wiseman, has her own company, but she writes for, for theatre and she came in and could see so much that I wasn't seeing, you know, and could see the relationships that perhaps I hadn't seen. So she pulled that text into a structure. Mm. Um. Then I worked with Will Wallen, who is a director. Happens to be her husband. The three months. And husband. is now the he's the s- at lambda. It, yeah, he's the dean, executive dean of Lambda. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. This is a power couple here. We've got <laughs> Lambda <laughs> and Rada in one household. <laughs> <laughs> they probably keep quiet about certain things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we anyway. do our own work. <laughs> anyway, Will yeah. came in
1: and he came and, in and um, as you did, Faye, that I have a director. Put with me, put pulled something together, mm-hmm. and there was this piece with mm-hmm. um, sparse text, with with moments when they're hawks on on stage. Oh, I
0: remember the sound <laughs> of the hawks. Oh, yeah. oh, talk about audible exhale. Oh my god. Yeah. Just just pierced the through. The
1: sound of the animal so mm. important. Uh, how how an actor can work in an animal and not find sound is, well, y- you you haven't found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Thank you. It's <laughs>
0: simple enough. As <laughs> as. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as uh, acting in a character. The, yeah. They could have the body, the rhythm, everything, but if yeah. the vocal is not connected to the intention yeah. and to the, the different layering of wounds and all, then it's not happening. And the sound is such a good example of w- not imitating because yes. it's
1: not like I'm going to listen to the sound, oh, 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 and I'm going to repeat it. It's, oh. it's, the sound comes from me in the animal, and it may sound nothing like the animal, but because I need to make that sound it's for a specific reason the intention and then
0: wow (laughs) well i really hope that hawk has a future because it was a a thrilling piece but i know that you are working on another piece and i really want to hear that so that our audience will know what to look out for
1: so bear. It seems to be. <laughs> there are a lot of animals, and I've got a lot of yeah. pieces in the back. But the bear, <laughs> bear came really through. Through the pandemic, and I worked with more than the four of my company, and often in their own rooms. I mean, until we got too noisy, then we had to, then we had to come together outside because you know the, the that that animal in a tiny space with your neighbors downstairs was you know it it had Everybody to grow. Everybody was gonna so. kind of thrown out of <laughs> <Yeah>. their apartment. <laughs> so that that piece um, has I want. Was I, it inspired by a book? Again, yes, by a Sean Tan. Short story called Bears and Lawyers, where the bears take humanity to court for the destruction of the planet, and the the story starts with it is time they have they have they have put up with a lot and now is the moment and um so that was the the impulse for that and and the bears seem to need to go to libraries I've been very clear and you and I. You and I remember we worked in Bear years ago, so this was a seed from yeah, long I think time you, ago.
0: Pay, you played bear
1: in the yes. outsiders. You played. Did I work in bear? No, I worked in a horse in oh, the outsiders. So was there no, but in we worked in a in a moment in a library where the bear is in the library and they're, you know <laughs> trying to find information. Right. Humans have it in books. Bears don't read, but the book but bears can read the truth on the leaves. The bears can read truth in the Smell of the the air. In the smell of the air, in the fish Mm. that they eat, in, Mm. you know. So, anyway, so that's the the bear story, that's some of it. I'm Um, getting chills.
0: (laughs) I can't wait. I want to be involved.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and bears are so much of the Northern Hemisphere, so we could work bear in chapters in places. Mm. Yeah, tell me about that idea. I'd love to have it in libraries, bears in libraries seeking the truth. I'd love to have those bears in outdoor environments, urban environments.
0: You know, it's almost so like... So actors playing bears. Yeah. That almost like guerrilla theatre, so, like you're just some showing up. You did that recently.
1: Yeah, done what it in you, Greece in a library at, at Christmas, and then just now in March for International Women's Day. So like Day. a flash mob.
0: But kind <laughs> of like a flash mob. They're just, nobody's, yeah, they're, no one's... There's no presentation, all of a sudden animals are walking around. In the cafe, and <laughs> on the street. And then they sang,
1: but they sang, which was fantastic. I mean, it's yeah, fully human, they, they sang. At, it was a woman's day, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So that was lots of animals. Um, and so for the bear all over the world, if you had... Well, how would you train actors who are in different parts of the world? Well,
1: I have now, n- not as many as you, Faye. I mean, you've got actors all over the world from Lucid Body, working in Lucid Body, but I have trained actors and, you know, I've worked on MA programs, really, for the most part of my actor training, over nearly two decades, and they are all over the world, those actors. And I have good people who can do this work in lots of places, and I would, you know, I'd need to train up again a bit with them, but I didn't even have to go there, you know. I mean, they love to. They fly they there, be. then you oh, yeah. help them. And then they pull people together and, and work these moments. Um, so that's a possible, yes. Mr. This yes. ending in front of law courts, because it, you know. Yeah,
0: the, the so it's bears, environmental. It's an yeah, environment, environmental statement. Yeah, Right. yeah, yeah. And that's great. That, I, I, that's a very exciting way to see theatre as, I mean, I'm a big fan of, and create theatre for social change like theatre that is actually making an impact in uh, social issues so that sounds like um, a great way send the bears to the the libraries yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. and I think when when you look at actors working in an animal or in the human I think what happens is very often the onlooker isn't sure something's happening and it's extraordinary and compelling but I'm not knowing necessarily if they're an animal or a human because it's the same thing in the end you yeah. know and and yet I see uh, well I see a human I never see an animal I'm always looking at the human even if the human's doing something that's pretty mm. animal mm. yes I'm watching humans yes go about their lives in these
0: moments of the story mm. yeah mm this is you're the master of this work. I I really think you are bringing this very important work to the acting training, which is Im- important, but also to theatre and to audiences. So um, thank you so much for talking to me about it. Thank you so much, Faye, for letting me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really um, inspired by you. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. So... Where can people find your work? I have a website. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it,
1: my, my company is called Company Gabrielle Moleta, my name. So it'll be gabrielle. And can Moleta. you just
0: spell for people who are writing it down now, your yeah, name? My name, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E,
1: Gabrielle Moleta, Italian dad, M-O-L-E-T-A.
0: So that's www.gabriel Com- Company Gabrielle. Oh, Company, company Gabrielle, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Moleta. Moleta. Yeah, Moletta. Oh, boy. So what a treat. Thank you all for listening, and we'll get back uh, to another episode when I find the next person to interview. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all. Thank you, Faye. Thank you, Gabrielle.